before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, I forgot that there was a debate yesterday. I would have reminded you all about that debate uh, yesterday if, if I knew if I knew it was coming. But I it was on NBC, and uh, gosh, I wonder what the ratings are going to be there. I guess the ratings might even be up a little bit there because you know everybody on the that watches NBC. Uh, the people that watch NBC don't have a clue as to what's going on in the Republican Party. And they just think, oh, here are the candidates. Because we know Trump's going to get indicted and Trump's not going to. So these are the people that we're going to have to run against. But, you know, Trump won the night, obviously. And Vivek Ramaswamy, is, you know, won the debate all the attendees that were there. It's a joke. I didn't even know about it. I don't care about it. Um, I think that Ronna McDaniel needs to be fired on the spot for her to lose the the Tuesday uh, elections in 2023. My goodness. I mean, I don't know how you just swing and a miss every time. I read something where you get this hot shot, uh, you, you get this reliever, and you're basically bringing them in on the ninth inning, and every time they come out, they load the bases, this reliever pitcher, re- load the bases and allow the other team to hit a grand slam and win the game. The only time that she actually wins is with Trump. How could she lose? It's almost like she's losing on purpose. And somebody said that in the meme. And I believe it. I think that she is an implant. I think that the Republican Party is just as much of the problem as the Democrats. I think that all of these people are selling out the globalists. I think that our our uh, political, our politicians have been hijacked financially and coercively. They'll either never get elected, 
It sort of like reminds me of Lance Armstrong. Remember Lance? He ran one seven Tour de France's on a uh, road bike. You know, best cyclist in the world. He would have never gotten to make the team if he didn't cheat like everybody else was cheating. He wouldn't have even made the team. He would not have made the team. He wasn't good enough. Then he took the dope and did it better than everybody else who was also doping. And they've all admitted it. It's not like this is not a conspiracy theory. But they all admit that they're doping. EPO and all these performance-enhancing drugs. And, you know, the the trick is not get caught. And everybody knows the tricks and everybody pays people off. And, and it's just like, you know, any city government, you know, whether it's uh, um, sanitation or restaurant inspection, you know, you slip them a few bucks and next thing you know, you get an A plus four star rating on your for your restaurant or whatever it is. And these guys end up buying big McMansions uh, as a city council member or uh, an inspector. You know, the inspectors get paid off the best. So that's city government, but, you know, you can take it to any area of life. You know, purchasing departments are getting kickbacks and big corporations. They got it all worked out. If I buy, you know, 10 million widgets off of you, your company instead of the other company, I'm going to get a free membership at the golf course. And the golf course might cost what? Maybe $200,000 a year if you're going to Mar-a-Lago. But, you know, somehow I'm going to get that box seat at all the home games of the uh, pro football team. I'm going to get the membership at the country club. All for what? Because I chose you over the other guy. That is a kickback. It has a value, say it's $20,000 for a membership. But still, the corruption is there. It's there all the time. These people get into government and government gives them license to have power. You know, an officer has a gun, can arrest you. Can You look at them sideways and they'll find a reason to arrest you. And now we flipped it upside down though and you know we don't have any we don't have the police that we need. We have two standards of justice. Take for example there was a protest out in California where there was a old Jewish man got murdered by a Hamas protester and you should see the headlines. I'm going to read them for you here in a minute. But the headlines are you know almost comical because they're not accurate. The media is in on this. Everybody's in on it. The media is in on the Hamas attacks. But here it is. Here's, here are the headlines. An old Jewish man was murdered by a pro-Palestine activist. The medical examiner already ruled it a homicide. This is, a media, this is the media coverage. Okay, Man in California died. CNN. Man in California dies after suffering head injury at pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian demonstrations. <laughs> oh, my God. Reminds me of uh, Charlottesville when they are trying to get Trump to be a racist, right? 
And they were like, well, whose fault is it? Of course it was Antifa's fault or or, or the, the uh, liberal group that came in. Whether you're, you know, the, I don't know of a terrorist plot from a white supremacist group. I know the Weather Underground, headed by Bill Ayers, who hosted um, Obama's first event when he was running for Senate in Illinois. I know that he was a terrorist blowing crap up. But I don't know so much about these. So, I mean, look, I'm not an... I'm I'm not a white supremacist. I'm a Native American Indian. I could care less. But sure. But the, here's the thing. You know, so long as they're doing stuff within the law, they could believe anything they want. You don't have to agree with them. You know, I don't agree with a lot of things that a lot of people say, but the, I I will fight to the death their right to say it. Voltaire really wasn't Voltaire, but we always give him credit for that statement. The point is is that this media bias is at the heart and root of the evil that we see in our country. It started with Obama. Before Obama, we didn't have uh, ISIS. We didn't have Antifa. We didn't have ACORN. We didn't have, you know, ACORN became Black Lives Matter or Antifa. We didn't have these militant unions. We didn't have this reparations. And when I say reparations, I'm talking about the theft, like, you could steal 950 people of $50 worth of stuff and not get arrested. Cash bail, all this stuff. And out in California, they do that, right? And it's always, every video I've seen has been some minority uh, that's stealing in the name of reparations. I want to get mine. I deserve it. I'm entitled. But that's not the way you fix the problem if there is such a thing as racism which I don't believe in 2023 we're dumb enough to be that stupid and discriminating. Everybody has some biases, whether it's social class or skin color or whatever. You can call it racism all you want, but really it's just about bias. And, you know, some guys uh, like fair-skinned women, some guys like olive-skinned women, some guys like black women does not matter. You know, I only say it from that perspective because I'm a red-blooded man, right? So, But here's the thing. We're all entitled to our own opinions and things like that. The liberals, though, don't want you to even speak. They find words to be so offensive that they think that they're victims and that they think it's a physical, they, they treat it like it's a physical attack. You can watch YouTube all day long and See uh, Ben Shapiro and and Knowles and um, a whole bunch of different speakers engage with um, college students who are so intolerant today, and they're working on legislation this week. I don't know if it's in the House or the Senate, but they're working on it to restore free speech in America. Now they're couching it around the. The uh, the uh, they're couching around this immediate issue where Israelis and pro-Israeli speech is being silenced, and pro-Hamas terrorism is being rewarded, and that's where the radical left wing is right now. They support terrorism. I think because in one part 
they're a terrorist group in and of itself. But if you were to listen to Hillary Clinton, you would think that she was drinking Kool-Aid or smoking grass or, or just completely nutso because she says the exact opposite. And we're going to hear a clip there as well. So we're going to get to a couple of immediate clips here. Um, so this was just in Hunter Biden, James Biden, and business associates. Rob Walker have all been subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee. The committee is also requesting transcribed interviews from Bo Biden's former wife turned Hunter's side chick, Hallie Biden, Hunter's wife, Melissa Cohen, and James Biden's wife, Sarah Biden. The team of Bidens will be questioned relating to $1 million in payments. The House Oversight Committee has followed the money and built a record of evidence revealing how Joe Biden knew, was involved, and benefited from his family's influence peddling schemes. Now the House Oversight Committee is going to bring in members of the Biden family and their associates to question them on this record of evidence. Uh, unlike, and then uh, Comer said this, unlike ma- the many lies President Biden told the American people about his family's business schemes, bank records don't lie, and these records reveal that the Bidens sold Joe Biden around uh, to the world to benefit the Biden family. And he sold out America in doing so. Because you're not going to pay for policies that make sense or common sense. You're not going to fit. You're not going to pay for puzzle pieces that fit perfectly. You're only ever going to pay for square peg round hole stuff. Stuff that goes against the grain of what the uh, stuff that puts your political future in jeopardy unless you can rig elections. And that's what the that's what the um, globalists are all about. They're all about giving the people what they don't want. Selling them on a pack of lies and deception and corruption. And then rigging the elections and saying, well, you, you know, uh, apparently we have, the, we have the media in our pocket. We have the universities in our pocket. We have all the wise people in the world in our pocket who agree with us. You know, 17 of the intelligence agencies could be wrong. 97% of the uh, scientists can't be wrong about climate change. Well, they are. A new data report came out, brand new from NOAA, NOAA, uh, that said that climate hasn't changed a bit. We're going to cover climate a little bit today. So let's get to it. So I just covered the uh, oversight committee on that. So Judge Erdogan's wife has been tweeting anti-Trump memes throughout the trial. Can you believe it? So the National Pulse put this out. It's absolutely insane that his wife would literally put these things out. So these tweets. And um, so this is kind of crazy, but... uh, So, screenshots from the ex-account of Dawn Marie Engoron, the wife of leftist New York City judge Arthur Engoron, who was overseeing the civil fraud against President Trump, shows that she has been posting attacks on Trump 
from her account, DM underscore S Minx. So that's DM, like for direct message, underscore, and then S, and then M-I-N-X-S, as the trial is ongoing. This is incredible bias. Less than 24 hours ago, she posted tweets in which she said, F Trump, and she used the word. She posted photoshopped pics of President Trump in an orange jumpsuit. She attacked uh, influencers during uh, live shows. And she attacked Alina Hava. So it's absolutely stunning that she, she did all that. It's crazy. That, that we're living in a lunatic banana republic like this. And this is what happens when you have rigged elections where George Soros DAs turn a blind eye to justice, engage in weaponizing the Department of Justice, or you have two standards of media. You have no, you have no truthful media. It's all propaganda. People don't even watch the mainstream legacy media anymore. They don't. They're doing their own research and they're getting their own information from their own aggregators. And, you know, the flip side of that is that's probably not healthy either because we compartmentalize ourselves or segment ourselves or we become more divided as people. But that's the landscape that we're in right now. And we need to, you know, every poll I see on Twitter has Trump, you know, winning, which tells me that the dominant voice on Twitter and on social media in general is conservative. So why the results of Tuesday? I still think that there's got to be election rigging. I don't think there's enough Democrats that literally support a Joe Biden agenda. I mean, I know there are some, you know, crazies that do that, you know, morons that are ill-informed. I debate them any day of the week. They'll never debate me. But that's what it is. So Vivek Ramaswamy was on the stage uh, on the debate, and we're going to play a clip. It was a nice beat down on Nikki Haley, who I can't stand. But here, here it is. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, got a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the U.N., bankrupt or in debt was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. Oh, Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a nice beatdown, man. Nikki Haley had that coming because she is so atrocious. She's such a con artist. She's such a globalist. She's such a military-industrial complex war hawk because she profits from it. The bloodshed. The uh, inflation and the theft from the middle class, which is not only just inflation, but the costs it takes to build these missiles that kill innocent women and children around the world. She is no better than the Bushes. She is no better than the Cheneys. 
She is pure evil personified, Nikki Haley. Now here's another one now. Now here's where Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, screwed up. I think he messed up because I think in this case, I'll defend Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was annoyed by the fact that Vivek brought up Nikki Haley's children. I thought that was low. I don't think Trump would ever do that. It was not classy. It wasn't taking the high road. He already was winning. And he didn't need to do that. But that's why there's just a bunch of clowns up here on that stage that don't, you know, they can't shine Trump's shoes. And Trump put out a big truth or a statement saying, you know, uh, all these people aren't even good enough to fight for the VP ship, the VP spot. None of these candidates are going to win that. Ramaswamy, uh, we've talked about this. You campaign on TikTok. How do you get TikTok banned if you use it? Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the Here truth. It comes. You're just the scum. easy answer is... So Nikki Haley says, you're just scum. Well, any 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 woman like that that would uh, show herself to be that unhinged to say you're just scum. Obviously, Vivek, none of them are scum, but it's 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 one of these things where it, it made her look unhinged, and unhinged is not what you want in the Oval Office. You know, have a bad day. I don't know. Check your feelings at the door and be pragmatic. We need pragmatic leaders. We need level-headed thinkers. So, you know, the Sims, the Sims, the Santas, the Sanctimonious, um, he's not doing very well. This was a career-ending opportunity. Uh, He listened to Paul Ryan. He listened to Ronna McDaniel. He listened to... um, uh, uh, the other uh, um, George Bush's uh, campaign advisor from Texas <laughs> also connected with Fox News what a loser can't even remember his name because I probably blanked it out um, but uh, in any case this is Bill Maher exchange with DeSantis Okay, why run against Trump you're trying to thread this needle that will never happen. Well, for a couple you, reasons. You can't, you can't disavow what? him because you, that's the base, and yet you're running against him. And that's why, I mean, let's face it, Ron, if this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then the, the cool shades come down. It's, it's pretty funny. And uh, well, you wouldn't be on this show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so. Um, I love that part right? when the shades come down, the gold chain comes on. Um, but yeah, it's a beatdown, and it's true. That's what people think of DeSantis, and now he'll he'll never win 
he'll never win 2028. Never win 2028 now. His career, his aspirations of being a president are over. Over. And Gates will be the next governor of Florida. Mark my words. So, someone, Lee Rain writes, she's doing exactly what she's there to do. Talking about Ronna McDaniel. She's not incompetent. She's the enemy. I believe that 100%. So, we're moving right along. Um, there is a good clip here um, about people in the Republican Party that are speaking up against the Republican Party and the Democrats and speaking up for America. This would be probably somebody that would be on a short list of people that would win the VP spot for Donald Trump. I think of all the people running on the stage, Chris Christie and, you know, all these losers, um, Byron Donalds could be one of the one of the guys. He's black. He's America first. He's popular. He's a family man. And I think him, uh, I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, I think uh, from what I heard, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. I'm not a, the biggest Ron Johnson fan, but Wisconsin is the state that you could likely pick up if you get them. And, you know, I think Trump's a shoe in to win Florida. And Trump's a shoe in to win Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. So, but you, you know, but across the country, you get a woman or a minority, not a bad thing. Um, let's take a listen to uh, Byron Donalds from Florida. We cannot continue to fund a government that doesn't do its first job, which is securing the border and securing the people of the United States of America. And they might disagree in the Senate, but there's a reason why the Senate has been wrong on every issue facing the United States for 30 years. The time has come for new leadership in Washington. The time has come for the people of this country to speak through their representatives to actually get the job done, to actually get the business done, and not say, oh, we got to wait for another election. Oh, we're only one half of one third of the federal government. We ain't got time for that no more. Don't believe me? Ask Eric Adams, the mayor of New York. Don't boom too much. We'll do that next election cycle. But right now, they're talking to Joe Biden in the White House. And very quietly, they're saying, you know, you got to fix this southern border thing. This thing's a problem for us. They're taking kids off of soccer fields in New York to build shelters for migrants. They're bringing in translators into classrooms so young black kids and young white kids and young Hispanic kids who were already locked out of the classroom for two years in New York City are only going to fall further behind. Back to Mitch and the Senate Republicans. If you don't see that now is the time to squeeze this president and secure the border, I don't think you'll ever see it. I see it. I see it. 
because it's not just Republicans who want to secure a country. You now have Democrats who want to secure a country. You have independent voters who want to secure a country. And they know full well that Joe Biden's terrible policy has led to a decrease in American security, and it's hitting everybody in their states, not just the people who live on the border in Texas. It's hitting us all. So now's the time to act. And now's the time to hold the line to make sure that our southern border is secure. All right. So these election, uh, this, this witch hunt against Trump, uh, there's new information that suggests that, uh, you know, it's not just Soros. It is Soros. But, you know, you got to understand that this hit job against Trump started with the Obamas and the Clintons. It started with the Russian hoax. It started and their alliance with the media and the circular reporting and the, you know, gobbling up and getting Pulitzers and winning awards for great reporting that was all false. And it never stopped. That machine kept on going. And now we're finding out that the State Department, because Hillary Clinton was connected with the State Department, the State Department, and now Victoria Nuland, who has a history of rigging elections and installing, you know, and, and meddling in elections, like she did in Ukraine and with Jeffrey Pyatt in 2014, in Ukraine, and made that a hot mess. And so they took their, um, they took their fake machines that they trial ran in Venezuela and other nations, and they took their corruption and they took their coup tactics, which Soros is an expert with voting machines. He's invested in voting machines. Soros, George Soros. He's been invested one way or another through proxy or through himself because he had an employee that bought a, a voting machine, uh, something Matic, systematic or something like that. But... um these were really popular voting machines 20 years ago, 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. And I was talking about this stuff a long, long time ago. How in the world can it be that and why in the world would it be that Soros would have an interest in voting machines of all things? Right? So, you know, obviously this was going on for a long time. They weren't doing it so much in America at one point. I think what was happening is they were testing it out because the one thing you can't do when you're doing election fraud is get caught. And you got to set it all up. And I think they did in these developing third world countries. And then they upped the ante and went to maybe a more developed nation and pulled it off. And they were hijacking governments and infiltrating governments and you know, what is Klaus Schwab doing? He says, we've penetrated the cabinets with all of our young global leaders like uh, Justin Trudeau and uh, um, Rishi Sunak and, and uh, Ruta from Netherlands and Jacinda Ardern from New Zealand and, and so on and so, you know, the, all, the whole thing. And then you get compromised people and that's where you got Jeffrey Epstein involved in compromise. And working with the CIA and and uh, the Mossad, and who's the CIA? They're connected with the State Department. Mossad is connected with international relations. 
you know, so that these people are all connected and they can rig elections. The FBI had dirt on the Bidens, but didn't use it because they were extorting the president because they wanted a new building or they wanted to have control of our government. And they were spying, we know, because of Jim Jordan's weaponization of the his committee, special committee, we know that they were spying on politicians, particularly Republicans. So this is all going on. And so it's no wonder that, you know, when the Hamas attack occurred on October 7th or whenever it was, um, there was embedded Reuters and AP and all of these journalists were already in the Gaza Strip and West Bank. They were already doing footage. And there was a great question about this uh, attack and these people that were being um, attacked. And these little the children were um, verbal, verbally abusing um, the Israeli forces that were occupying the area. And all of a sudden, they have uh, cameras everywhere, press everywhere. So someone writes a really good question from Sweden. It says, is every single person in Palestine a photographer? I count at least 11 different photographers in this like photo op. We know that uh, Zelensky was doing green screen backgrounds and all kinds of stuff. You know, so it's it's absolutely crazy. And what do we get for all of this? What well, what we get is we get this endless corruption. So I told you about Noah, the weather. So Steve Malloy writes this just in from Noah. No warning. No warm warming. No warming. In the United States over the past 23 years, according to NOAA, their own data. So every emission is supposed to cause warming, but not in the U.S.? What about the hottest summer? Where does that show up? And it shows up like 10 years ago. By the way, the red line is uh, in this graph is not intended to be a trend line. What it highlights is that despite 23 years worth of emissions, the most recent 12 months is cooler in the U.S. than this than the similar period ending in October 2000. And that cooling is not consistent with the notion that every emission causes causes or drives planetary warming. Emissions drive warming is emissions driven driving warming higher is uh, a hoax. And that's proof positive right there that that's a hoax. There's also more proof. You know, we know that trees can gobble up CO2. They feed off of it. We'd have more plant life if we had CO2. And and the trees take care of excessive CO2 and warming. And we know that uh, temperature leads CO2. CO2 follows temperature. It's not temperature emissions causing temperature to rise, which is raising the CO2. It's, it's the other way around. They have it flipped upside down and backwards. So the question about the photographers in 
the Middle East, what were AP, Reuters, CNN, and New York Times Gaza freelance photographers doing inside Israel on October 7th? Coincidence, or were they part of the plan? You know, did they actually know that this event was going to happen ahead of time? Just like they did when um, Roger Stone was dragged out of his house at 6 in the morning by the FBI. Another story here, new one. This is terrible. Listen to this. We're really patrolling the whole property looking for this the suspect. A, this is a Jace, January 6th suspect. Search in Middlesex County, New Jersey. Yet to find that uh, suspect. And again, the FBI NBC is asking News. that if you know anything about the location of Gregory Yetman, please call the FBI field office in Newark at 973 So a massive manhunt is underway in New Jersey for a January 6th protester. FBI and local police are on the scene. If they used this much energy and effort for the people conducting real crimes in this country, we would be all we would all be safe. And Mays writes, now I understand why the FBI misses all those mass shooters that I've been reporting about. The, uh, their priority right now is finding a guy who they convinced to walk into the Capitol for a few minutes. They actually opened the door for the guy, right? Here's Hillary Clinton, so out of touch. Take a listen to this. This is amazing how out of touch this woman is. People would get legitimately elected, Mm -hmm. and then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected. Comparing Trump to Hitler. All of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, those dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us what he intends to do. People would get legit. I don't know. (laughs) That is a flat-out lie. She's on The View. And she said that. It's unbelievable. Isn't it the Biden administration that is talking about censoring and, and uh, truth czar and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Isn't it Klaus Schwab that was been running off at the mouth saying, we won't need elections, that the results will be a foregone conclusion because we rig elections? Isn't it the Democrats that are rigging the elections? Well, here's something interesting <clears throat> um, about the timing of Donald Trump's Indictments. Trump's timeline at Mar-a-Lago falls in line with his announcement that he's going to run for president. So um, it, it it seems exactly like so. So there's um, Victoria Newland's husband is this guy named Robert Kagan. He's an um, author and senior fellow at the Brookings Institute. The Brookings Institute. And so what they, they've been behind. Um, so these people who have always hated Trump and have never stopped trying to find ways to bury him. Kagan's connection to the Brookings Institute and Newland must be investigated. And then he writes, there is something very wrong with Donald Trump. And this is Robert Kagan writing an opinion piece in... Uh, at the Brookings Institute. Um, 
so they call them a power couple in Washington, but they're nothing but a bunch of corrupt globalists that sell America out every chance they get. So Molly Hemingway writes, in which Sean Davis was censored for saying the best evidence against the integrity of the election was the fact that Democrats, media, big tech, were censoring anyone who observed their censorship efforts related to the election. So we find out that um, that uh, the FBI was working hand-in-glove with uh, censorship and uh, with all of the big tech companies. And that's coming out in a new committee report uh, with regard to... Uh, Jim Jordan's weaponization of government. Sean Davis writes, the absolute best evidence right now that Democrats, media, and big tech are conspiring to steal the election is big tech censoring anyone uh, and everyone who observes the big tech is using, observes that big tech is using corrupt censorship to steal the election for Democrats. Of course, he wrote that back in 2020 during the election, right about at the time of the election. So um, there's something I put down here. Uh, On what planet should a union that can endorse a presidential candidate be allowed to collect and deliver the ballots for that election? The U.S. Postal Service, right? Says federal elections are required to occur on the Tuesday next after the first Monday in November. GOP attorneys should be in every state banging on the doors of federal judges and demanding that they scrap every Democrat-inflicted temporary COVID-era early voting scam, down with mass mail, no-excuse absentee ballots, no more drop boxes, goodbye ballot harvesting and vote trafficking. Sayonar early voting as many as 40 days before Election Day in Michigan and 46 days in Minnesota. Farewell late voting with absentee ballots blowing into tabulation rooms like autumn leaves until damn near Thanksgiving. See next post, okay, in the sting, in the string of wording on law. So there, you know, this guy continues on. Federal elections are required to occur on the, well, I've already read that to you. So there's law in U.S. Code 2, Section 7, it's it's all written down in law, but our judges aren't allowing this to happen. They're they're not uh, they're not obeying the law. They're not enforcing the law. Bidenomics. So there's a new report out for from November sixth. Okay, so it's just a couple of days old, and um, November sixth, this new report came out. From the Mortgage Monitor, Black Knight Incorporated, ICE, they call it now. ICE bought up Black Knight. So Bidenomics, November 2023, Mortgage Monitor. To get back to long-run affordability levels would require for the housing market. To get back to long-run affordability levels would require some combination of a 4.4% decline in 30-year rates so bringing it down from like eight to like three and a half, four point four percent decline in thirty-year rates, sixty-two um, percent rise in medium households income, a sixty-two percent rise in medium households. So we need to make more money, 
especially in the face of inflation, or 38% decline in the medium home price. Prices on homes need to lower as interest rates rise. Some people, I've heard other debate where some people are actually arguing, and I'm not sure if they're not right or not wrong. I'm not taking a voice on that. That it was the low interest rates they were causing people to gobble up the housing. And then when everything else started happening, whether it was inflation, bad policy, wars, uh, you know, stimulation, you know, sp- too much spending, um, basically throwing cash into a, a market with no increase in supply, uh, created a lot of inflation. So people got in over their heads and they can't afford their mortgages. And now we have a housing crisis where people can't sell their house because they're locked in at a rate. They don't want to get into the market right now because they would rather pay 3% than 8%. So they're staying put. But they can't afford their mortgage because of inflation and the cost of everything else going up. And so they're between a rock and a hard place. The auto market's not helping and a lot of other things are happening. And so you have no supply, you have no, you know, movement because people aren't buying right now because of the interest rates. People aren't selling right now because they're not moving out of their homes that they're locked into. And so it's a kind of an odd time that we're in. And then you have these commercial investors, whether it's Blackstone or some other companies that use housing as like a portfolio. And this portfolio is their portfolio that they see diminishing because as there's no growth and movement in the markets, prices are having to start to drop to to get out of these to get to get out of the house if you want if you have to move. And there's projects that are being built. So what you have is you have and you know you have this future that says you know that prices are going to go down on homes. So you're going to have commercial investors who say, we can buy tre- treasury bills, bonds, 10-year treasuries, will yield us more return on investment than this house now because of the depreciation in value. Um, so what we want to do is get, get rid of the, our portfolio and release these, these declining properties. And once that starts to happen, it's going to be Armageddon with respect to uh, the inventory. And once inventory goes up and the interest rates flatten demand, you're going to see a, a real reduction in pricing. It's like any other stock, really, uh, in the way it works. So this guy's talking about this new European digital identity wallet. It's coming. It's here. And I said... Well, if you're going to use the digital wallet and force it on everybody to track everybody and control everybody's money, the least you could do is why not use it to prove legal citizenship and require it for voter ID, require it for ID to vote. They'll use it to control legal law-abiding tax-paying citizens but refuse it to use it for election integrity. You know it's a scam when they use it to control you but they don't use it to create integrity on elections. So keep your eye on that, the development of CBDCs. 
And then speaking of the banks. It is, the money is there. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. I mean. Yeah, that's Greta Thunberg. She's, uh, <laughs> and then here, we got to listen to this. This woman is so right because these people are conning you, right? These people are absolute con jobs. So this woman, um, this is three minutes. Okay, so Christine Anderson, she's a German. She works at the uh, European Parliament. First, we're going to listen to this little gem right here from Jacinda Ardern, who was, In the ministry of- who was uh, the New Zealand Prime Minister, who now, thanks to the World Economic Forum and the Globalists, is working on CBDCs and controlling your money. So she's got like some really fancy gigs now. But let's take a listen to what she had to say when she was prime minister. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumor you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We will provide information frequently. We will share everything we can, uh, everything you are, else you see, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus. The most egregious example of that appears to be this text which originated in Malaysia and has kind of a, has become a viral hoax in Australia and in New Zealand. How irresponsible is it the people that are sharing that news of a lockdown imminent in New Zealand? Yeah. And, and look, that's the kind of thing that adds um, to the anxiety that people feel. So I continue to share the message. New Zealanders must prepare, but do not panic. Prepare. And, and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, um, it is not the truth. And I really ask people, just visit... Um, uh, so if you hear it from the government, if you don't hear it from the government, us, it is not the truth. That was her statement. Listen to this. This is what we're in for, and this is why we must fight. This is Christine Anderson. She's a German uh, working at the uh, European Parliament. This whole COVID madness, this so-called pandemic, it was just a test balloon, a gigantic test balloon. Well, for what, you ask? Well, to see how far they could go, to see what exactly they would have to do to get free individuals in a free and democratic society to consent to being forced into compliance. That's what they were trying to establish. That's what they were trying to figure out. And they have, they have figured it out. Trust me, they are much smarter now. The goal ultimately is to transform our free and democratic societies um, yeah, into totalitarian societies. Their goal is to strip each and every one of us of our fundamental rights of freedom, democracy, the rule of law. They want to get rid of all of this. This whole COVID thing had never anything to do with public health. It never had anything to do with breaking waves. It always had to do with breaking people in order to make us a part of a mindless, malleable mass, which they can totally control, and we will be completely dependent upon this globalitarian elite. So I'm really imploring 
the people and all the peoples around the world. For God's sake, stop giving your democratically elected governments the benefit of the doubt. They are not deserving of that. They are not. Stop rationalizing whatever your government is doing. Try, stop rationalizing and come up with some good intentions. They have no good intentions. Never. As I said before, in the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite concerned about the well-being of regular people. And it isn't any different now. Why should it stop giving them the benefit of the doubt? Because I can tell you, you cannot comply your way out of a tyranny. It is impossible. Trying to do so, you will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? Your turn will come, and then you will be the one swallowed up. I also have to ask the people, end your silence. Speak up. For God's sake, stop complying. Start rebelling. They're out to get you if you do not resist. Wow, that was powerful. And uh, I agree wholeheartedly with that. So uh, just want to give you the little clip on trees. Uh, listen to this guy. So I did as the government asked, and I looked at the science when it came to climate change, and this is what I found. According to government figures, Australia is producing 499 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide per year. But what I also found is that one mature tree will absorb 48 pounds, or 21.77 kilograms, of carbon dioxide per year. And Australia currently has 24 billion standard-sized trees, absorbing 453 million metric tonnes of carbon dioxide per year. And that's just trees. doesn't include any other plant life, and particularly doesn't include mangroves. And mangroves will absorb 50 times more carbon dioxide per year than a standard-sized tree. So why is the government hell-bent on cutting down trees in order to install solar farms when it seems quite obvious from the science that nature has already provided the solution to the problem? Yeah, I think that just makes so much sense. I've played that for you guys uh, once before, but it's just so, so good. I had some other clips, too, related to climate. Um, we are going to be doing more on climate, more on globalism, and the threats thereof uh, in the coming shows, uh, so stay tuned for that. Be sure, in the meantime, to check out org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Make a donation if you can. Uh, to help keep the Scott Adams Show commercial-free. Also use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.